Hello, you're listening to Got Clutter? Get Organized. I am your host, Janet M. Taylor, and I want to say hello if you're a regular listener and welcome if you're listening for the very first time. I hope you're having a great start to your week. In this episode, our topic is managing your emotions and your mouth with Dr. Angela Chester. I asked Dr. Angela to return as our guest expert because the holidays are here And sometimes we have to navigate those conversations and those comments and how to do it with grace and style. And of course, I will be sharing with you my product suggestion, app suggestion, and repurpose suggestion of the week, as well as my book suggestion. And my question for this week is, what do you enjoy doing with family during the Thanksgiving holiday? Fun fact, did you know that nearly 51 million people travel during a Thanksgiving holiday? That's a lot of people, which is why, because we'll be spending more time with family, friends, close quarters, I wanted Dr. Angela to return. And she is also called, as she's called, because she's built a career spanning more than 25 years and thousands of people counsel. As a pastoral counselor and motivational coach, she has a deep passion for showing others how to change their perspective to change their outcome. She teaches people how to plan and reach solutions to look beyond the impossible. Dr. Angela has served as an associate pastor, public speaker, purpose coach, and has built a reputation as a thought leader on issues related to motivation and relationship counseling. She is frequently quoted by CNN, the Long Beach Leader, Madame Noir, the Man Registry, the Los Angeles Times, and other publications in addition to holding numerous public speaking engagements throughout the year. Dr. Chester currently is a member of the International Women's Leadership Association. She holds a degree in pastoral counseling and divinity from the Trinity Institute. She is the author of numerous books, including the best-selling Before You Tie the Knot, a premarital counseling workbook for the DIY couple. So now tune in with my conversation with Dr. Angela Chester. Well, listeners, I'm excited because today's guest is one of my returning guest experts, Dr. Angela Chester. And I wanted her to come on because, you know, the holidays are fast approaching. And I don't know about you, but sometimes I get a little tense when it comes to this time of year because we're around relatives, we're around family that maybe we haven't been around for a while. And we have to really learn how to navigate and communicate and all get along in peace and harmony which is why I called in the expert. So hello, Dr. Angela. Hello, Janet. Thank you so much for having me on. And, you know, Dr. Angela, um, just briefly, you know, we were having a a little conversation in the, you know, the green room, I call it, because it's the virtual green Mm -hmm. room. But you were sharing because sometimes we think that we are the only ones who are really stressing about the holiday and getting along with our family. But as you were sharing, sometimes we are not. It's like a lot of other people are as well. Absolutely. And we have to remember that the holidays, sure, bring about good spirits and cheer and love and camaraderie and gift giving and all of those good things. 
but the holidays can also bring about stress and anxiety and depression and guilt or shame or just flat out irritation. Just ball it up in the one big ball and say, I'm irritated about the holidays because fill in the blank is coming, be it that it's an in-law or that it's your own family member. It could even be that you're going to a work function and you don't want to deal with a, a coworker or perhaps a classmate. There's so many different ways that people could be rubbed the wrong way during the holidays by various people. Mm. So what are some, I guess, triggers, and you may have a more professional word for it, um, that we need to kind of no, that's a great work <laughs> that we need mm-hmm. to really kind of look out for because I know for me, you know, believe it or not, sometimes it's food and not necessarily um, in a bad way because I really truly believe that the holidays are meant for enjoying food and when you're around people who love to cook, you know, it just gives them pleasure knowing that you're having enjoyment at eating their food. But sometimes someone made a comment because. <laughs> I was getting ready to, um, it was the day after Thanksgiving and I was getting ready to leave. And I knew that I was not going to have access to all of this wonderful food when I got back to my home. So for breakfast, I decided to just have some leftovers. And a person said, I do not believe you are going to eat that this time in the morning. And I'm like, well, yes, I am. So for me, sometimes it's my choice in food because I understand we're all you know, some people are vegan, some people are vegetarian. So I understand it and mm-hmm. I respect that. But for me, it's food. So what, you know, are things that we really need to look for? And I call them triggers. Mm-hmm. And that is a great word for them. Um, I'm the type of person, and I think that your listeners have figured this out by now. It's not about calling things necessarily by their their clinical names, um, because I think that's a conversation that between colleagues we should have. Um, I think people want to know what things are in plain English. You know, it's like, give it to me straight kind of thing. And that's, and that's how I try to present information. So I think that when we're dealing with the holidays, we need to look at, most importantly, those things that are considered emotional triggers. There are so many different ways that we can be triggered, but the, the top ones that I have found is that people trigger us, situations trigger us, words or expressions trigger us. And lastly, the atmosphere or your surroundings or your environment trigger you. And it can lead to a domino effect of your entire day. So for example, you were saying that someone said something to you because you were doing a certain thing. So that's people, situations, and words or expressions. So within that one example that you gave, we have three triggers that could have sent you spiraling for the rest of the day if you had allowed it to, or if that person was a big enough irritant to you to have caused that effect. I don't think that people realize that just by seeing that one person, except for the person that this is true for, and they will raise their hand, when that person walks through the door, you can see just the expression on their face changes. For the situation that comes up, man, I really don't want to go to this meeting or to that hotel or to the park or wherever it is. I don't want to go over grandma's house because something's going to happen and you know it. Words and expressions. Sometimes people say things with ill intent. 
or they say things because they know that that's going to be a trigger for you. For example, if you don't make the best um, potato salad and it's your turn to help cook in the kitchen this year and someone walks in and says, uh-oh, don't let her make the potato salad, okay, listen. Why'd you have to go there? Usually that person knows that they don't make the best potato salad and they should step away. So there's so many different ways that we can push people, knowingly and unknowingly. But there's always, on the flip side of it, there's so many ways that people are pushed and they may not even be aware of what happens. Now, atmosphere, surroundings, or environment is kind of self-explanatory, um, especially if you have a, a traumatic experience or something that has happened in this particular environment. Someone may have accidentally bumped you into the lake and you can't swim. You probably don't want to go by the lake again. Or um, someone really, really embarrassed you when everyone decided to sit around the, the campfire at the end of the day. You probably don't want to do the campfire again. So we have all of these little things that can turn into very big things because they are triggers for us. Mm, and that is, that is so interesting. It's just, that's interesting the way you said the triggers. And, and it could be the people, like you said, sometimes when people just walk through the doors, like, uh-oh, here they come. Here they come. Yeah. So, yeah. And, that, okay. and that's, yeah. And you know, it's interesting when you were talking about the kitchen, somebody, because I was, um, you know, staying overnight for one holiday and somebody made a comment. They were like, wow, how do you, she said, it's interesting that, that she lets you in the kitchen. She never lets anybody in the kitchen. And I share with this uh -huh. person because I know my role. My role is not to tell them how much spice to put in or whatever. If she needs <laughs> I said, if she mm -hmm. needs eggs from the, from the refrigerator in the garage, I'll get the two eggs. If she needs me to chop something, right. that's, I said, I'm on the outskirts. I said, whatever she needs. I said, I do not mm -hmm. you know, get involved with ingredients, temperatures, and all of that. I'm just here just to mm -hmm. whatever. So it's interesting you say that. So, you know. And, but you know, Go right ahead, no, I was going to say, no, just really, really quickly, I was going to say, you know, especially when we're dealing with the holidays and what you're, what you're talking about has a lot to do with respect of protocols. And, and some people understand exactly what I mean, and others may not be introduced to the concept. But when it comes to holidays, there, there is a hierarchy. There is that one person who's in charge, male and female, of the two groups of people, and there's someone in charge of the kids. So if you know that you're having dinner at Big Mama's house, it's Big Mama's kitchen. If you're having dinner at Aunt Sally's, it's Aunt Sally's kitchen. So if Aunt Sally says we need four teaspoons of cinnamon, but you only put two teaspoons of cinnamon in yours, guess what? Four teaspoons of cinnamon need to be put in the recipe because it's Aunt Sally's recipe. And I think that when people learn to respect the person, that is in charge of this particular event, uh, there can be a little less irritation as well. And that's, that's just how it is. Um, and we do it sometimes by default. If everyone sits down and really thinks about it, who's that one person that comes in and they're the take charge person? They're the natural leader of your group, or they may have been appointed to be that position, but they're the ones, your mother, your grandmother, your big sister, the older brother, whomever it is, that person has been put in that leadership position for a reason. And if we can honor that, and it doesn't mean that we are less than, 
because we are choosing to honor that. We only have to not be in charge for a day. You only have to not be in charge of cooking for a few hours. You know, you can go back to ruling your own nest or, you know, your other locations. But I think when we understand that this person is the leader and how do we support that person by being the, 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 the best helpers or assistants or coworkers that we could be, I think that, too, will help keep down some of the friction. Wow, that was good, Dr. Angela. I mean, I like that about the respect. I think that's what it is. It's just like respecting the person's home mm-hmm. or you know and mm-hmm. just respect on both sides you know mm-hmm. if you like to eat meat fine if you don't like to eat meat that's wonderful too so wow absolutely absolutely mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just and people do need to be very careful with that because i think that that's that's a way that that we really do trigger people that we kind of poke at people that we we unnecessarily offend people just because you like something and someone else doesn't like something doesn't make you more correct. It doesn't make that person uh, less popular because they don't want to do what you want to do. Um, And we tend to harass people or poke people when it comes to their food choice, and we shouldn't do that. But yet we're okay if someone decides that they want to drive, you know, a certain type of car or they want to um, purchase a certain brand of clothing. Um, we, we We really shouldn't do that because it's about individual choice. Because when the tables turn, it's really funny. People people like to poke others, but they dislike being poked themselves. Mm, that is so true, Dr. Angela. So you kind of already shared like the respect. I mean, that's a big one. But you know, like some mm-hmm. other things, some other strategies that we can all be, you know, this is supposed to be a joyful and peaceful holiday season. So are there any other things right. you think of that we mm-hmm. should be doing on both sides? Because I could probably pick up a few tips so that maybe my eyes, <laughs> people tell me my eyes always tell the story of how I'm feeling. Right. So maybe I'll start with a darker glass, Angela. <laughs> No, I laugh because I tell people, it's like, I don't have a poker face. I totally and truly understand. Um, It's like, if I'm excited, you're going to know. If I'm displeased, you're going to know. If I'm confused, you're going to know. So, yeah, I I do. I do understand that. That, But that's that's an awesome place to go. Like, what do we do to make sure that it is that joyful um, occasion and that we're all getting along? And I think that if we go in with the attitude of how can we make this a peaceful holiday? How can I contribute to to the peace? Um, then we're already starting off on the right foot. So for, for me, my suggestions would be that you pray and or meditate. Now, now some people um, are afraid of the word meditate, but what I mean is, um, that you're you're simply concentrating or focusing on that thing which is good or positive, right? So you've already prayed, you know, help me get through the day, but you're also concentrating on that thing that's going to bring you a sense of joy. I can't wait to see cousin so-and-so. I can't wait to see my coworker, this particular person, and you're you're concentrating on the positive. The other thing is we all need to have a support team. Now, we don't have to be going through major surgery or anything like that to have a support team. Um, that could be our group of gals or our, 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 our group of dudes or whatever, you know, but it's 
who do we have around us that's going to um, be there to to help um, get us through our tough times? We we tend to have those people even if we don't call them our support team, but you know who they are your your best friends or um, your family members that love and support you. But on the flip side of the coin, they also keep it real with you. Now, keeping it real doesn't mean being disrespectful. It doesn't mean um, being brutally and unnecessarily brutally honest. It means that they're going to tell you a particular truth and you're able to accept it. So you want those people around you. But you want them around before and after, right? So we need to be, you know, um, um, emotionally in a place where they've kind of like um, geared us up and then we can go into the situation and then once it's over we can go back into that group and they can say so how'd you do you know you're still here yay and then they can love on you and help you lick your wounds if needed and the last way that I can think of is is that you need to see the truth for what the truth is and the truth tends to be people that are pokers it's not about you. It's about them. That's what they do. They poke. So they're always looking for some way to poke you. So if you understand that it's not personal, that it really and truly is them, then you should therefore be able to take that new bit of information and say, okay, she's not poking directly and only at me. She pokes everyone whenever she can or whenever they can at every opportunity. I'm just going to let this go in one ear and out the other or let this roll off of my back. The, the way that I like to describe it is, is that um, so many times when it comes to emotional things, um, we have things that bother us uh, logically. And then we have things that bother us emotionally. I like to say, you know, it's one thing to have a head cold, but it's one thing when it turns into a chest cold. It's, it's one thing when you hear something and it's just in your head, but it's another thing when it gets down into your heart. We don't want for the things that people say during the holidays, those hurtful things, those things that poke us to our core, to, to linger for the rest of the year. Just filter it. Ask yourself, is this really true about me? If it is, fix it. If it isn't, let it go out that other ear. Let it roll off your back. So, Dr. Angela, um, my last question to you is, how do you always seem, you have such a, always a cheerful outlook. I mean, you know, I've watched you via Periscope, and I just, you know, see your photos. And so what is your, <laughs> like, key and your secret your strategy you could share with us? Because, you know, we, we are all taking notes here because we want this to be a wonderful, joyous, peaceful holiday season yeah. from Thanksgiving to the new year. So what can you share with us? You know, I, I think I take it as personal responsibility. Um, I have been around people that complain, whine, nag. They're just Debbie Downers, right? They're just people that want to always bring it down. Um, there's something wrong with everything. And that irritates me. That bothers me. It's, um, I look at it as that person is potentially ungrateful. Like, can't you see something positive out of this situation? So, I try to be the flip side of the coin in that what is it that I see that's positive? Now, don't get me wrong. 
You also have to see the reality. Is there a pothole in the street? Absolutely, there's a pothole. What's the bad? There's a hole in the street. What's the good? There's a whole other lane that I can drive in that I don't won't be affected by that pothole. So for me, it's just taking that personal responsibility to help shine a light or illuminate the positive things in life for people that have forgotten how to see the positive things, or they were never taught how to see the glass as half full as opposed to half empty. So I think it's, it's just my personality, but I also think that I, I take it on as my personal truth as part of my calling of what I'm supposed to do while I'm here on this beautiful planet of ours. And I like what you said, Dr. Angela, because there's this one um, home that I go to and, you know, she required, you know, she asked that you take your shoes off, which, you know, that's being respectful of the person's environment. But I love going over to Dr. Angela because the first time I did it, I took my shoes off. I said, oh my goodness, you got the plushest carpet on the face of the earth. So now every time I go, she cracks up. Every time I go over there, I get so excited and I just do like a little walk and run around. Because, you know, the way she has everything space, mm-hmm. those furniture, she has a space where you can really walk. And she's like, Janet, there you go. I said, yes. I said, because my feet are happy right now. So I'm just doing a little happy <laughs> and then I'll sit down. So you're right. It's just like the way you look at something. You don't necessarily have to look at a negative. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, there's a pothole, then you just go the other way or something like that. So mm-hmm. I love talking to you. You know, we could talk for hours. But yes, we can. <laughs> I know, but you know, you've got clients and, and, and people who need to see you. So how can listeners get in contact with you? Thank you, Janet, so much for asking that question. Um, you can visit me online. The easiest way is to go to DrAngelaChester.com. That's D-R-AngelaChester.com. Um, you can visit with me on social media, on Twitter and Facebook. It's Dr. Angela Chester. You can follow me on Instagram. It's Dr. Angela C. And thank you so much, Dr. Angela, for all the information and the strategies you shared with us for us to have a wonderful, happy holiday season. Happy holidays to you and your listeners. Thank you again for having me on. And of course, listeners, as always, Dr. Angela's links will be on the show page. I hope you enjoyed Dr. Angela's conversation and I'm going to just allow it to sit and simmer and hopefully you have some takeaways and I would love to hear what those takeaways are because I had a lot of those takeaways. So now I'm going to move to my Taylor's tip time and just give you some tips on how to not only manage your time during the holiday, but really just to enjoy and embrace the season. Number one, schedule dates and times when you will spend time with your loved ones. I sent a text to my favorite people and said, hey, when can we get together? Let's schedule it now. Number two, plan something everybody can enjoy and sometimes be open to things. You know, yes, there's movies on Christmas Day. Um, Maybe you want to go and just see all the Christmas decorations. You know, maybe you want to go caroling and you really don't know, you know, you don't feel that you are a singer. Well, go anyway. You don't have to sing. You could just enjoy the camaraderie. 
Number five, get organized. You know, one of the things that Dr. Angela and I discussed is like sometimes you have to look at everything. So maybe the reason some of the conversations or comments come up, maybe this year you can combat all that by just getting some of those areas organized. Could be the entryway. It could be the bedroom where they're going to stay in. It may be just taking the paperwork, dealing with it, and so that they don't have to see those piles in your home. And you don't have to hear those conversations or those comments. Number four is set boundaries on your time. Yes, we do want to spend time with family and friends, but also sometimes it can get so hectic during the holidays that you need a moment to rest and you need to set up those boundaries as well. And then, of course, number five is rest. So I hope you will not only listen to the conversation I had with Dr. Angela again, but also take into consideration some of my tips from Taylor's Tip Time. Well, for those of you, as it gets closer and closer and closer to the new year, maybe you are looking for a group camaraderie, support, a community on how you can move from all of the clutter, clear it, and then have an organized home. Well, consider joining my Facebook group, Get My Life Totally Organized, where you get camaraderie, you have community, and you also get to clear your clutter. There are so many stories and testimonies of what the members have accomplished. It just really touches my heart. You know, there are times when I come on live. Sometimes I come on seven days a week live. I always post strategies. I share what I'm doing in my own life. And most importantly, if someone either posts a photo or a video of the challenges they are having, I respond immediately. Sometimes I'll type something. Sometimes I will share strategies. Sometimes I will come on live. So check it out. You can join the group for 30 days for $1 and just get a feel and see if this is something you want to be a part of. And after that, it's an investment of $7 a month and $7 a month to help you on your journey to get organized, but also get the expertise of somebody who has been helping people for over 20 years. So again, go to my website, JanetMTaylor.com and click on the link for the Get My Totally Organized group. But maybe you are at a place where, you know, Janet, I need some one-on-one help. So, of course, I offer virtual sessions and I invite you to have a 15-minute strategy session with me where we discuss your project. I give you some strategies and you can see how I work, but also see if it will be good for us to work together. And you can again, can again go to my website. And sometimes, depending on what page you are, you'll see a yellow button. And it's not a yellow, excuse me, orange an orange button you can push that will direct you so you can schedule your 15-minute session with me. And during that 15-minute session, I always ask you to send a picture or video so we can talk about what you want to get organized. I can give you a few strategies to walk away with, and it'll give you something to think about on how I can work with you personally to help you clear your clutter and get organized. Well, I definitely want to thank you, as always, for following me via social media, for your likes, your retweets, 
your sharing. I also want to thank you for sending me messages to Cynthia D. I got your message. I listened to it and I can relate because yes, you know, we have expensive furniture. We have furniture that means a lot to us because I still have the bedroom set that my mother um, owned. And that bedroom set is over 50 years old. And I was not ready to get rid of it when she passed away. And I still have it. And I value that bedroom set. Um, It means a lot to me. But also, it is an investment. So what I tell clients is to get rid of the things that they no longer love and use and keep those things that they value and they need. So I definitely do not um, promote people just getting rid of stuff just to get rid of it. But there has to be a purpose behind it. Like one woman shared with me yesterday that it was her vow that she wanted to stay in close proximity with her mom to her mother. So, yes, yeah, she did get rid of some things, but because of what she valued. So that's always the key is what do you want? Where do you want to be in life? If you want to be surrounded by beautiful furniture and things, great. But there are people who are ready to let go because there are other things. So thank you again, Cynthia D. I appreciate you listening and I appreciate you taking time out just to share um, and let me know how you're feeling. But I also want to let all of you listeners know to please continue to follow me via social media. Check out my Pinterest page and specifically the boards because we're talking about holiday and spending time with family and friends. It's all about time. Maybe you need some strategies on how to organize that interest. Maybe you need some strategy on how to organize the bedroom or the kitchen. So please check out those boards as well. Well, today is Monday. Tomorrow is Tuesday. And this Talk to Tuesday, I want you to think about if you're inviting people over for your holiday celebrations to declutter the bedroom. Get rid of the clutter so they can come into a bedroom that is organized. So that's my Talk to Tuesday tip for you. My app suggestion, and a lot of you probably already play this, is a game called Heads Up. And it's a really cool game. Everybody can get in. You use your cell phone and you just have to almost like figure out, um, give clues so the person who actually is trying to, to figure it out will you know, can um, answer it. So heads up is my app suggestion. My product suggestion is a spa tower to add more storage in your bathroom for the holiday guests. Maybe you want to put in some toiletries, extra towels, etc. My repurpose suggestion is some fun ways to repurpose items to make clocks around your house. Sometimes you can never have too many clocks. And of course, my book selection is a blank recipe book. And the reason I selected that is because a lot of us get together, we start sharing recipes, seeing how other people are making things. So that's a great way to just document those recipes that we truly enjoy and value. And of course, my quote for the week is, family together, we have it all. Family together, we have it all. Well, of course, Coming up is Stress-Free Holiday and, of course, some other exciting shows for December. So I just want to thank you for following me. Please continue to follow me via social media. 
Also visit my website at JanetMTaylor.com. If you have a question or a comment, make sure you know you can go right on this show page and click it. And of course, I want to thank you for listening. And please continue to share it with your family and friends. So until next time, I want you to have a clutter-free day. But most of all, have an organized week. Organization is the quintessential element to a clutter-free life. Join me as we take this journey together. Along the way, we will find the necessary answers to solve your organizing dilemma. My name is Janet M. Taylor, and you are tuned in to Got Clutter? Get Organized.